Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to let you know that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Over 2 million men worldwide have joined the movement for all their below-the-waist needs. Engineers for the last 18 months have perfected the greatest hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. The third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can choose the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other items by going to manscaped.com and you can also save 20% by using the promo code State of Saints. That's manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints and save 20% on the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Good afternoon to you. Hope everyone is having a good one. We got a good show lined up for you, and I have a special guest with me here on the State of the Saints podcast. Now, some of you probably saw him earlier in the season when he was on the show. He's also the host of the morning show, RP3 and Company, on 103.7, the game out in Lafayette, Louisiana. My good friend, I know you all are going to enjoy him, Raymond the third, also known as RP3. RP3, what's going on, man? What's up, man? I got invited back to the barbecue. I said, <laughs> time on the State of the Saints podcast. Yes, I man. Privilege. That's an exclusive club. <laughs> club. I, I saw that you had our good friend. Ross Jackson on there, but he's oh, only yeah. been on, on the podcast once, right? Yeah, that was his first time, man. All right, so I'm going to text him after we're done here and let him know I'm on your podcast for the second time. I'm going to flex it up a little bit. I hope you don't mind. Yeah, man. <laughs> Please do, man. We had to get you back for your second plate of barbecue, man. You know what I'm saying? We had to <laughs> get that sure. second plate of barbecue with the potato salad, the dressing, the macaroni and cheese. I mean, I go all out. Absolutely. You don't get to look like this. Without putting the work in, TJ. <laughs> and thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate it. And I, I'm I'm interested to get your take on some of the, the hottest topics in New Orleans Saints uh, that are going on right now, especially uh, what happened over the weekend, man. Over the weekend, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it off the air, so that's why you're laughing. But <laughs> but apparently, uh, someone came out and, and put an article out that said that Drew Brees was going to return for the 2021 season. But it later turned out that it was an old article that was wrote, I think in January of 2020, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And everybody just went crazy. I mean, the article went viral and people just assumed that Drew Brees was going to come back. Uh, at, look, RP3, a man that's, that's uh, considered a journalist, 
that want to get it right. I mean, don't you feel like that you have a, a obligation as a journalist to make sure that you check all of the facts, dot all the I's and cross all the T's, if you will? You're supposed to, right? You're supposed to, but <laughs> we, we, we live in this in this time where everyone wants to be the first one to get it, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of getting it right, they want to be the first one to have it out there. So right. as soon as something like that goes out there, they want to share it. I have all the time on our station's Facebook account, just for example. Right. All of a sudden, I get a notification. So-and-so liked this post. I'll be right. like, what? This is a post from 2015, but for some reason, someone just wanted to like it. It came <laughs> up or, or whatever it might be. So right. you always have to pause because social media, it catches fire so quickly. And right. because, it, it, it just it's like a, an avalanche. It just gets away from you, so to speak. So, yeah, you should check it. You should calm down. It also shows me, though, the level of anxiety amongst Saints fans and members of the Houdat Nation Man, about yes. the Drew Brees decision. And they're conflicted, as you know, TJ, about Drew and about retiring and about leaving the franchise. So many people are scared of what the future is going to hold because for a lot of them, and I'm not trying to be mean, but a lot of these people who I call uh, members of the Houdat Nation mm-hmm. uh, are, are, have been there since uh, 2006. Okay, so <laughs> they, they only know what's going on. They only know life with Drew Brees. Right. I, I just it shows me the anxiety with them wanting the decision to be made. You know, we're supposed to have a Drew Brees decision within two weeks. It's now been almost three. Nothing's happened. People right. are antsy. There, you know, we had the winter storm system come through the south, come through Louisiana, that made people even more kind of on edge. That's what I think that shows me more than anything. Yes, you should check the timestamp and the date on the article when it's published mm-hmm. before sharing it as if it is brand new. But yeah. yeah, but it also shows me about the fan base right now. Yeah, but you know, I just thought about this while you were talking. You know, Drew Brees has been with the New Orleans Saints for 15 years, right? Yep. So just imagine like you know, you start. I think people start to really get an appreciation of football when they're probably around the age of between, I guess, like eight and ten years old. Like you can really like just sit up there and say, "I love football." So if you're a kid and you start watching football at the age of ten when you saw Drew Brees, you're a twenty-five year old man now. You know what I'm saying? Like so, yeah. all you know is is success. That's all you've seen. But you know, I'm 34 years old. I mean, I can remember the days of the Billy Joe Hobarts. In the village of Tolliver's and the Jim Everett. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious, man. The Danny Wolf was, you know, like. It wasn't, guess, that, yeah. and, and TJ, it, it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. But it's also a point of, you know, look, unprecedented success for Drew Brees. I, I like how the right. fact that you're like, oh, you're 34. Like, that that's old now or something like that. I'm 42. <laughs> but that's fine. We'll, we'll go. We'll roll with that. Um, but I just, you know. What about what Aaron Brooks did? Like, I just, it, it's not as if the Saints didn't win before, right? right? right. They just didn't win a Super Bowl before. Right. But Aaron Brooks got them to a playoff win, their first one ever. The Dome right. Patrol had all those great teams. They were never able to get it done in the postseason. But, it, and here's the other thing that I, that I want to tell Saints fans. If you're out there listening, take a moment, breathe. Pray to baby Jesus. Do whatever you need to do and just calm down. Because if the last two seasons have shown you anything, have shown us anything of people that cover the team, that report on the team, that talk about the team, or just fans of the team. Trust Sean Payton, TJ. This man had Teddy Bridgewater. 
a guy who nearly lost his leg, legitimately nearly lost his leg due to a gruesome injury, never thought he'd play football again, much less never thought there's a possibility he may not walk again, much mm-hmm. less play football. And he's able to help tailor his offense so they can win five straight games. This year, he makes everyone believe that Taysom Hill can play quarterback. Yeah. This is an undrafted guy that got promoted up from the practice squad a few years ago, who's a Swiss Army knife type of player. So if he can have Teddy Bridgewater win you games, if he can have Taysom Hill win you games without Drew Brees, let's go ahead and trust him to be able to find whether that's Jameis Winston, whether that's Taysom Hill, whether that's a draft pick, whoever it might be. Right. Hell, it may be Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know. But I know I have enough faith in Drew, in Sean Payton's ability to mm-hmm. find someone that can orchestrate the offense and put up points. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Look, I, you, what we need right now, you know, is for people to just calm calm down. You know, I just think that so many people just feel like, you know, like the sky is going to fall, like we just going to – yeah. I, I mean, Sean Payton is a really good football coach. And I think over the last two years, to me – he probably did one of his best jobs, you know, since 2006. You know, I, I mean, I, I would agree with that. And yeah. the other thing, the other thing is this: part of part of this with the, the Saints fans is that Saints fans have a chip on their shoulder anyway, right? Yeah. And national media doesn't help this narrative, right? So the national media, the only thing that you're seeing from national media, people that cover the NFL for big publications for right. big television properties, is the doom and gloom for the Saints. Doom and gloom. Oh, Mickey Loomis, the Saints are the Saints are in salary cap hell. They're not going to be able to figure this out. They're not going to put forth a competitive team. They're going to be a three-win team next year. They're going to be a five-win team next year. And that's misinformed people nationally that don't really understand what Mickey Loomis does with the salary cap, for one. Two, it also just feeds into that anxiety with the fan base because they're so nervous, like we said before, TJ, about what life – is going to be like without Drew Brees. It's going to be fine. Are they going to be as loaded with this roster due to the salary cap restraints as they were, say, the last three years? Probably not. They're going to have to get creative with draft picks, maybe have some of those younger guys like Zach Bond, who they took in the middle of the round, time to step up. Some of those other guys that they have on the roster that have been there for a year or two, uh, Adam Troutman at tight end, time for you to step up. So we drafted you, we developed you. Now it's time for you to ascend into starters roles and step up for this team. Right. What have the Saints done when it comes to the development of their players, when it comes to making shrewd trades, terrific under-the-radar moves in free agency, Demario Davis springs to mind, getting Jack Rabbit, Jarvis Jenkins when no one else wanted him. Mm -hmm. They do moves that pay off, TJ. So right. to think that this team is going to go in the toilet, it's just going to fall off the face of the cliff next season is not realistic because you haven't been paying attention to what the team is, how it's been built through the draft and through sh- smart moves in free agency and trades. You haven't right. been paying attention. Yeah. And then another thing, you know, if you look at the, the way that this team looks right, like I just think that a person that isn't optimistic about the future just haven't been watching the, the games. And then on top of that, I hate that it happened over the last two years, but the fact that Drew Brees getting hurt really kind of showed you like this team could be successful without him. I think you should have more optimism that this team can win games without him now than you would if he would have just been an Iron Man that he was over the past, 
I say 13 years, and nobody you wouldn't have seen absolutely nobody. So I do think that that's a plus. And then this is something that people aren't really paying attention to, too. Let's go out here and look at Carolina, right? Carolina is not happy with Teddy Bridgewater in his first-year performance at all, right? But Sean Payne and everybody in New Orleans chanting Teddy Bridgewater's name and being upset that Teddy Bridgewater went to Carolina. So that that's right there shows you that's a testament to how good of a coach Sean Payton is to put somebody in his system and make that system work, bring out the strong the strong uh, points of that particular player so he can play up to the best of his potential. So, like I said, Sean it Payton is an incredible DJ, coach. Mm-hmm. It also shows the amount of talent at the skill position spots and across the offensive line because you've had mm-hmm. two different quarterbacks. Teddy thrived in that five-game stretch. this year he wasn't terrible in carolina let's be clear he wasn't terrible he was okay right Right. so he's the bridge quarterback no pun intended (laughs) Taysom hill i think did not as great in the passing game that like teddy did the year before i think they relied on him to run a little bit too much when he was in there but you were able to win games with him you know why Mm -hmm. because you got the best right tackle in football in ryan ramshaw right you got one of the best young centers in the game. Now, McCoy was inconsistent a little bit this year. I think that had to do more with Pete and Ruiz on each side of them. Mm-hmm. But you have a strong offensive line when healthy. It needs depth. I will right. admit to that. They, they'll need to address that, especially with releasing Nick Easton to save cap space. Right. But you got you still got AK-41, right? You still got Alvin Kamara in the right. backfield. And Latavius Murray. You still got Michael Thomas, a healthy Michael Thomas mm-hmm. on, on there. You still got that offensive line? I, You know, I just... You know, you you, you got a lot of weapons. Things. You got a lot of things going for you. You know, I mean, this team was built, and and they, you know, and I have to say, I have to give the Saints uh, organization credit because they seen the writing on the wall. And they knew that Drew Brees was in the twilight of his career, so they started to draft and they started to sign guys, guys that are leaders. You know, guys that like you. You look at when Drew Brees was hurt. You had Demario Davis in a circle doing the you know, the trademark uh, pregame huddle that Drew Brees is basically known for. You had him in a circle. And then, like, last year you had both of them in a circle. So they have the leadership they have with the with Cam Jordan, Demario Davis. You're bringing Malcolm Jenkins back. So you got guys that are seasoned veterans that are going and to be locker room leaders. leadership has already transitioned. You yep. felt this the last couple of years. Exactly. The leadership roles started to transition to other guys. They right. became more involved. Demario was at first at that, then Cam, like you said, and, and Malcolm. And they already started transitioning there when it came to the leadership of the team. Right. So that's, you know, that's the other thing when I think about this. I I will, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. You want them to lock up Jameis? Do I want them to lock up Jameis? It depends on, (laughs) it depends on what you consider locked up. Uh, Do I want to see him with like a four-year contract? No, I don't. You know, I look. People are going wild and crazy about that big, long trick play touchdown in the divisional <laughs> round game. Like, like, I can guarantee you that that the agent of Jameis Winston got that play on loop. You know what I'm saying? Passing it around to different organizations, talking about he back, he back. You know, but no, I, I don't want them to lock him up long term. But if they can get him like a, a one or a two year contract, you know, that's loaded with incentives, then I'm I'm for that. Look, man, let's make no mistake about it. I understand Jameis Winston has incredible talent. I understand that he has good upside. 
he was the first pick overall, a national champion, a Heisman Trophy winner for a reason. But he, the last time we seen him in a full body of work, he did not look that good. And I know he's supposed to I, I have. I will say this. Mm -hmm. I will say this. Not, not, yeah, not, not to jump in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he threw the 30 interceptions. Make no, right. make no bones about it. I'm not a Jameis apologist. Make no mm -hmm. bones about that. Something's changed in Tampa this year. And everyone points to Tom Brady, but Tom Brady is not the only thing that helped Tampa win that Super Bowl. Right. They drafted a stud offensive lineman who got better throughout the year, a starter across the offensive line. Jameis didn't have that guy. Right. He didn't have Leonard Fournette. Right. Okay. He didn't he didn't have that. And Bruce Arians is also the type of coach, he's very stubborn, mm -hmm. where it was we'll just throw ourselves out of the out of the jam. We're constantly just going to throw the ball. Chuck it, chuck it, chuck it, chuck it. Right. What happened with Tampa this year, TJ? They got humiliated by the Saints. Mm -hmm. they, they set an NFL record for fewest rushing attempts in the game. Mm -hmm. What happened after that game? They started featuring Leonard Fournette. They started running the ball more, take the pressure off Tom Brady, lean on that offensive line, and guess what? They didn't lose a game after that. Right. So I also part of that – and look, Jameis threw the, threw the ball, and he threw some, some terrible passes. I'm not going to deny that. Right. But not all of those are, are falling right on him because part of that's the play calling – and Bruce Arians and Bruce Arians and Tom Brady butted heads for about what half the season this year mm -hmm. until Byron left, which Tom Brady and Bruce Arians had to come to baby Jesus meeting about, Hey, we need to use our running backs more. So they're not just dropping all these guys in coverage and double teaming our wide receivers. They did that. They didn't lose the game. So I'm intrigued. I agree with you. I don't know if I would give them a long-term deal. Right. I'd say give them a two-year deal with the third year option and see right. what you can get. And yeah, yeah, you're I'm hoping with COVID protocols kind of lessening, right? Not as restrictive. You'll have right. a full offseason in this offense. We know the we know the locker room embraced Jameis right. straight up. Come in. Yeah. You want hey, you're with us now. That's yep. a great locker room, by the way. They do that with everyone. Yep. But if yeah. but if he's got the respect respect of the locker room, I'm intrigued. Like I want to see what he can do in a Sean Payton offense with Michael Thomas. We know he could look, he threw for 5,000 yards two years ago. He, right. he led the NFL in passing yardage. Mm -hmm. We know the guy's got a cannon. Decisions got to be better. Yeah. Going through his progressions, things like that. But yeah, I, look, I think they should kick the tires. Two year deal, third year option. And then if you really like what you see after one year, TJ, well, what's Mickey going to do? He's just going to renegotiate the deal, give him a long term deal. And then you got your franchise quarterback. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, I, like I said, I, I don't mind seeing them back, but this has got to be on a prove me basis, you know, yep. prove it to me basis. And, you know, I, I understand about the, the, the interceptions and stuff, you know. I mean, it's a Bruce Arians offense. Any quarterback he's had always had, like, a huge amount of interceptions. So it's almost like if you have an issue with interceptions, I mean, it's going to be double, you know. Like, that's just the way that it is. But, you know, with Tampa, it kind of helps that you had a quarterback that won a – Super Bowl six times on six different occasions. So right. if he thinks that you need to change up the offense, I mean, you might want to listen to him versus a guy who's young, right. inexperienced, and like, man, go sit down, man. I've been I've been playing football and coaching football since you was even even thought about. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. Tom Brady brings a level of credibility that Jameis Winston couldn't. Jameis Winston couldn't walk into Bruce Arians' office and say, "Hey, yeah. okay, man, this no. ain't working for me." So. No. And no, then you that combine that. Then that you combine. No. <laughs> then you combine that with uh, the lack of a running game. That wasn't the same offensive line that they had. That was the same defense, but exception of uh, 
Warfield, um, yeah, Winfield. But besides Winfield, that, yeah, who played yeah, a so, huge role for that team. Yeah, so besides that, I mean, it, it's pretty much was the same team defensively, but offensively it definitely wasn't, and it, it definitely wasn't the same scheme Bruce Arians was running with Jameis. But look, I just think that they need he needs to prove it, man. Like if you think I that agree. you are that guy, if you think that you turned the corner, if you have gotten what people are considering the most important LASIK eye surgery in NFL history, then then come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, prove it. Prove it to me. You know what I'm saying? Then we can be like, okay, without a shadow of a doubt, Damon Swinston. Said, you, know, you, you know what I'm waiting for? If, if he's successful and he has, like, you know, a Pro Bowl season, like, mm -hmm. you know, 4,300 yards, 35 touchdowns, only like 10 interceptions, you know, really right. good season for the Saints, gets them to the playoffs. I can't wait for that New Orleans-based LASIK surgeon to come out there to get that sponsorship. They'll hook up Jameis. You'll see Jameis on there, you know, trying to act, you know, with, with a commercial. I can't wait for that. Um, man, and, and this is like, man, honestly, this is like the biggest irony in the world, uh, RP3. If you think about it, this guy in college, right, one of the, the biggest, I guess, like low, low lights of his college career was him walking out of the store with crab legs. That's now right. he comes to a team in a state that is known for their seafood. Can you imagine? Like honestly, can you imagine if this guy can lead the Saints to a Super Bowl? How how much Jameis Winston crab legs are going to oh, be man. on every corner? Like you, like I'm telling you, man. Like that man will never have to pay for seafood again yes. in in New Orleans. I look, man. I, I look. I think they'll figure out the quarterback thing. And, and I I feel like it's probably going to be Jameis on a short term deal. Right. They'll have a open competition between he and Taysom Hill, but it's mm -hmm. not really going to be an open competition, right? And I don't believe they're going to draft a quarterback because they have so few picks. I don't think they're going to spend it on one of those guys, right? And then it's going to be how they're going to navigate their own free agency, and what are they going to do with the minimal picks they have. And right. they're going to look, they've hit on that ever since in particular, ever since Jeff Ireland joined their front office, mm -hmm. who they were able to retain right. after many, a few suitors yeah. from other uh, front office jobs that wanted him to be their general manager. Mm -hmm. They were able to keep Jeff. Right. They've done such a good job with the draft. Right. Yeah. And, and they find guys in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round that are mm -hmm. contributors. They're going to have to hit on those picks that they have, TJ. Yep. But they're also going to have to be smart with who they re-sign. And I, I tell people this. I said it on there. Expect a ton of renegotiated contracts. Yep. It's coming. They're going to have Cam Jordan. They probably mm -hmm. even maybe Michael Thomas. I'd be going to Andres Pete and be like, hey, big boy, it's time for you to uh, renegotiate that contract. Right. Um, because we need more money. Yep. Nicky will find a way. He saved money with the Drew Brees decision being pushed. Yep. What, about 25 mil they saved? In cap right. space, cutting Nick Easton, save another five. And then the base, the basement of the salary cap for this coming season is five million more than what it was anticipated being. Mm -hmm. Once again, that helps the Saints. But yep. they are going to have to be very smart with the moves. And I can't wait to see how Mickey Loomis and Jeff Ireland kind of manipulate the matrix, so to speak, to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I like the way that they've been drafting over the past couple of years. And Jeff Ireland has done a good job. You know, they they, they did lose a part of that, that team and Terry Fontenot being a, the GM of the Atlanta Falcons. Go on to the they, Dirty Birds. Go on yeah. to the Dirty Birds. I wish I, them luck, but, man, mm -hmm. come on, man, that hurts. It hurts yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah, but, I mean, definitely, he's definitely going to help them a lot because a lot of people say that he is 
you know, I like Mickey Loomis gets the credit for the salary cap, but Kai Harley is the guy behind the oh, scenes, yeah. like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like doing all the numbers, but it, you know, I always say, cause I used to, you know, I used to work in management. I was a, I was an assistant manager a long time before the store manager and the store manager always seems to get that credit, even though the assistant manager behind the scenes doing all the work. You said what now? Yeah. So it's like, when you look at uh, Terry, Terry Fondo, you know, like he was the person they said was looking at the guys like Marquez Callaway, bringing those type of guys in. And also just people like Demario Davis, you know what I'm saying? Like guys that they, they were on his radar that he helped to, to bring in. So it's going to be interesting, man, to see, you know, I mean, Jeff Ireland has done an outstanding job. I mean, under his, you know what I'm saying, under his leadership, I think it, it helped Terry Fondo get that job, but. It, it's going to be interesting, man, to see who they keep and who they don't. Uh, you mentioned the fact that they're not going to get a quarterback, man. So what makes you so – I mean, you, you you touched on that, but why shouldn't the Saints get a rookie a quarterback? Why shouldn't they go for a Mac Jones or a Trey Lance or, you know, Jermaine, uh, uh, Jamie Nelson? Like, I mean, Jamie Newman. What, why wouldn't you get a guy like that? If you can get them in a later round, probably. You know, if yeah. you, but they're not going to spend a first round or second round pick on quarterback. They're just not going to. Look, if you're Sean Payton, you have a huge chip on your shoulder 24 7. Mm -hmm. You want to prove everyone that Taysom Hill is a legitimate quarterback. You wanted right. to prove everyone, right, that Teddy Bridgewater can still be a quarterback in this league. And he helped Teddy Bridgewater get a $60 million deal with the Carolina Panthers. Right. You want to prove that you can win without Drew Brees. Yep. You want to prove that you can turn Jameis Winston into a 30 interception machine to a Pro Bowl franchise quarterback. So, right. Plus, in his entire career with the Saints, he's always had Drew Brees. So he's always mm -hmm. had a guy. It's not as if they've ever made it a priority to draft someone. And if you still believe that you can still compete for the division, which you won, by the way, mm -hmm. for the fourth straight year, if you still think that you can compete for a Super Bowl, why are you going to spend a pick that could be an impact player to help you win that Super Bowl right. on a guy that is probably going to be your third string quarterback? Mm. I just don't see them doing now. If they had a wealth of picks, TJ, probably so. And right. look, I saw Newman. That's the Wake Forest Georgia quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. I saw him at the Senior Bowl. Right. I was impressed with his interview skills. Mm -hmm. He was inconsistent during practice, inconsistent in the actual Senior Bowl game. Okay. Jones was a little bit better, a little bit more consistent. Mm -hmm. uh, but but I have I have this is going to sound weird. I'm always hesitant. Like the Newman guy, the Newman kid, I, I trust a little bit more because of of his situation. Right. But I'm always wary of guys that went to big time programs. Mm -hmm. When you go to a big time program, you go to Alabama, LSU, uh, Ohio State, Oklahoma. You're surrounded by the best talent. True. The best talent in the country is on your team. Right. Especially if you're a quarterback, right? Right. That's not always the case when you're in the NFL, right? If you're a drafted quarterback, a lot of times you're coming into a situation where you're the best player on the offense. Right. And they're trying to find guys to build around you. And they're not to the caliber of the guys that you may have had in college. Right. That's why I think sometimes you see those bigger time program quarterbacks struggle a little bit, TJ, mm -hmm. where a guy from a smaller school that maybe had less talent mm -hmm. succeeds more. Right. So Matt Jones, I, I, I like, I like, I like Newman. I just, 
I tell you, there are other players at the Senior Bowl that I that I envision more in Saints gear than there was the quarterbacks. So oh. I'm just gonna, you know, <laughs> a, a young man that plays in the same city as the Saints, Cameron yeah. Sample, defensive lineman for Tulane. Let me tell you, TJ. Ross and I were there watching the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's the last. It's the Thursday practice. The last one open to the media. Right. The coaching staff at the Senior Bowl, both coaching staffs are NFL coaches, right? Entire yeah. NFL coaching staff. Right. TJ, they were double teaming him in practice. Wow. They were double teaming him in practice Dang. because he's that disruptive of force. I saw him get after Kellen Mond, chase mm-hmm. him out of the out of uh, uh, down the sideline. I saw him come after Mac Jones. I saw mm-hmm. him beat double teams. When you're at the Senior Bowl, the the premier showcase for the NFL for college all star players. Mm-hmm. And you're getting double teamed because the coaching staff views you as that good of a player. And he was right. like the practice player of the week. He was named the defensive player uh, of, of the senior bowl and everything. That cat can play. So yeah. if you lose, say, Trey Hendrickson, who's probably going to get – someone's going to overpay Trey on the open market, let's be honest. Pass right. rushers come, are, are at a premium. There's always going to be a team. Even though someone may be worth, say, 12.5 a year, Right. There's always going to be somebody out there that's going to want to love you more and give you 15, right? Yeah. Always. It happens every yeah. single year. So I don't think they'll be able to afford to get Trey to come back. Mm-hmm. You take the young man out of Tulane, you slide him right in there. He don't even have to move. He can stay <laughs> right there. Okay, you don't even have to worry about moving expense. And he's right. got a motor. He, he, I, I like him a lot, TJ. Mm-hmm. I just think, going back to your point about the quarterback, if they have an excess amount of picks and we don't know what the NFL is going to do with them with the COVID protocols being broken with Alvin Kamara and another individual that was not on the team payroll, that individual was, of course, part of the Bounty Gate scandal for the Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expect the NFL to punish them. I expect the NFL to take away picks. Now, they get the three, they get the two third round comp picks this year, right? right. Teddy Bridgewater leaving. And then they get one for Fondo leaving. Right. So mm-hmm. they get two third round picks. Is the NFL going to take those away? You know, how, how I, I the NFL going to so. punish the Saints if if they don't punish them so harshly and they get to keep some of those picks, TJ? Maybe they take a guy in the third round. Maybe they take a guy in the fourth round. I could see that, but I don't think they're going to use one of those early picks, especially when they have so many guys entering free agency and they're not going to be able to keep them all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. I think you need something close. I, I don't think you'll ever get a 2017 draft. That would just nope. hit after hit nope. after hit. But you need nope. something close to it. And, and I do agree that you don't have the draft picks to be moving around and stuff, but that doesn't stop the Saints before. I mean, they, they're always <laughs> extremely aggressive. Like, nope. we're, we're always wondering, like, as fans, like, scratching our head, like, excuse my friends, but what the hell are they doing? You know, like, but they, you know, I mean, it's almost like with the, the, the Davenport situation, you know, I, I I told this story, RP3, I was at Planet Fitness and uh, I'm like, uh, like I'm working out and all of a sudden, you know, they got the big screens everywhere. And if you ever been to Planet Fitness, but I'm looking. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been to Planet Fitness. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I've been there. <laughs> But no, but I look, I stopped what I was doing because the Saints pick was in. And I can just remember, I was like, when I found out they moved up, I'm like, oh my God, they about to get Lamar Jackson. I'm like, they really about to get Lamar. And they end up getting Marcus Davenport, which look, I mean, I, I seen an article that was uh that was written by Larry Holder earlier this week talking about asking is he a bust. But 
Look, I guess if you look at it in hindsight, when you want to take Lamar Jackson, what you know right now between Marcus Davenport and Lamar Jackson, when you want when you want Lamar Jackson over Davenport as of right now, and I, I, I was like, what in the world are they doing, man? Like so, but but see, at that stop. time, at that time, they believe when they took him, they were right there. They just mm-hmm. needed another pass rusher. So they yeah. felt the Saints very much take the best player available. Right. And they'll take a guy that maybe they don't need. They didn't need Brandon Cooks when they took him, remember? Yeah. They didn't need they didn't need another they, but they took one. Right. So they, they tend to do that. And when they really like a guy, they really like a guy. I will say this about Marcus. Good guy. Mm-hmm. Good teammate. Hard worker. The right. problem for him is this the two eyes. Mm-hmm. He's been inconsistent. He's been injured. Yeah. Now, he's entering a contract year. Guys tend to play really, really, really well during a contract year, TJ. We've right. seen it over and over again. Mm-hmm. We've seen guys be that one-year wonder when it's a contract year and they get that deal and then they're never the same player. Right. I don't think Marcus is that. Yeah. I just – it's time for – I feel like sometimes maybe they've kind of – coddled is the wrong word. But you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they're so – they're like, well, we got Cam. Right. And we got we got Cam and we got Demario behind him on the second level with the linebackers. And we got these other guys that can come in and, and you know, oh, but it's time for Marcus to step up. Like mm-hmm. we talk about, OK, if you don't want to find, you know, you know who the replacement for Trey Hendrickson is. It's Marcus Davenport. He's already mm-hmm. on the roster. You but that's the, the but that's the thing, RB, but RB3, that that in itself is saying, you know, I'm, like this guy was I'm a, not saying it's not. this I'm guy not was the not. first round pick, you know, and for, for people even to say that. Like he's a backup to Trey Hendrickson. Like honestly, I can make an argument that Carl Grandison is better than him. Like honestly, like Carl Grandison in, in spurts and in, in little moments, he comes into the game, and when he does come in, he makes an impact. I can I can think about a forced fumble that he had on Tom Brady. I can remember him getting to uh, Patrick Mahomes late in the late in the game when the Saints needed a stop. Yeah, I mean, you can argue and say this guy got probably the third best pass rush on his own team, and unlike Trey Hendrickson, who who dealt with injuries just like Davenport, but always shows signs of flashes. Like even when he got hurt last year, uh, minus the thirteen and a half, he had four and a half sacks, and for a couple weeks, just like he did this this year, he led the team in sacks. So it's like, okay, you seen flashes from him. I can really I, I honestly truly wonder, say I didn't see him I from Davenport. I wonder about Marcus because I think you saw his best effort, not this last season, because he wasn't very good this last season. No, horrible. But what about the guy that popped up a year ago when he got six sacks? And he's still injured that year, remember? He's still injured. He still battled through injuries. He still got six sacks, had 31 tackles. Mm-hmm. Where was that guy this year? That And, and that's a curious thing to me, is it? It's, 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 it's peculiar, right? It's, it's not a – here's a guy that's got a reputation. He works hard. He takes the coaching, takes coaching, hard worker, good teammate. So he checks all the boxes. He's athletically looks the part. Physically, he looks the part. Where's the production? Why isn't it there? And why did he take a step back this year? It's curious. Everyone gets nicked up. Everyone plays through injuries. I don't know, man. Like, it's just – to me, he's soft. RP3, I'm sorry. He's soft. Oh, that, that's not, no, I'm what serious. Soft. Soft. Oh, soft. 
Soft, soft as cotton nails, soft as doctor's cut. And he said Paul Grandison coming for his job. Yeah, like come like every like seriously. Every time you see Carl Grandison come into the game, he does like he he comes in and spurs. So you have to make the best out of the situation. He don't he don't he doesn't play he doesn't play a whole bunch. Like, but when he does come in, you can tell that he's there. Special team captain. He's a special team captain. He's one of those glue guys that you need on the team because in a pinch, he can do the job for you. But he does his job on special teams. He's a good locker room guy too, Carlos. And that's a guy that they're gonna. I I would really want to see them bring back. You know, speaking about the free agents, um, you know, there's a lot of guys that I would have no problem with them letting walk. Let, can we talk about speak on that for a second? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. They already let Nick Easton go, mm-hmm. and he was always injured, so I understand that. Right. I hate to say it; I didn't think I'd ever get to the point of saying this. I think I'm okay with them letting Sheldon Rankins go, unless they can get him to come back on the cheap. Yeah, uh, right on, on the cheap. The right. guy's been injury. He's not. Ne- he hasn't been the same player that he was before he got injured against the Eagles in the playoffs. Right. He right. has not been the same guy. Right. So unless you and he's only 27, TJ. Sheldon's only 27. Right. So can you get him on the cheap? Yeah. Don't overpay for Sheldon Rankins. Jared Cook. Bye. Hmm. Bye. Bye. I, I just. <laughs> bye. I mean, you 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 got fired up about Marcus Davenport. The Saints don't lose that game against Tampa Bay if Cook doesn't fumble the ball. Yep. Plain simple. That, yep. Plain, That's true. Plain, plain and simple. So he can go. You got you. You got the. Ah, man, like, look, I, I just think, man, I, I like Jerry Cook. I just think that, you know, I, I, I don't want to get you know prisoner of the moment. You know what I'm saying? But Jerry Cook is is good, pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to let like the last moment that really just had me ticked off as a Saints fan decide that. I, I just think that if you want to talk about. I guess like levels of inconsistency, or you can see a, a drop off in play. Inconsistent, wild, yeah. Inconsistent as and, and I want and I want anybody to think that I hate Marcus Davenport. Like I think that he has good upside. I think he has good ability, and you can see like on certain plays he's getting to the quarterback, but he just over he oversues the play, and then he slides back. You know, I'm like I never seen that much sliding between Andrews Pete and Marcus Davenport. Like I, I'm telling you, man. They can be they can be team figure skaters. They can be team figure skaters, man. (laughs) Seriously, the way they be sliding across the field. I like Davenport, but like for real, but all but all seriousness, RP3, dude is soft. Like, I don't know if like when he goes up against certain players, maybe they talking to him, maybe the 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 trans talk intimidating them or whatever. But I like you want your like we talk about Michael Thomas, right? I use him for an example. We talk about Michael Thomas. He's not the fastest guy in the world. Nope. He's not going to burn you with the speed, but he's a bully. Like, you're not going to go out there and just bully and punk this guy out. You know what I'm saying? He has like this, he has this edge, and that's what makes us appreciate him. Marcus Davenport, I don't see that. I, I just think that he's too much of a nice guy. That's but you know what's going to happen now? You know what's going to happen now? What's that? You, you know he's going to have a breakout year now. You, 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 that's exactly what's going to, it's going to be the worst case scenario for you, TJ. He's going to have a breakout year. Then he's gonna get that deal from the Saints, and then he's gonna go back to being what he was. Yep. Man, I mean, look, I, I hate to be that way. I hate to be that way. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I, I feel it. I feel it in my bones. Um, yep. I mean, uh huh. Go ahead. Number one priority for the Saints to sign their own guys, their own guys. Mm-hmm. Who has to be top on that list? 
Oh, uh, ramp check. Ramp check is the top priority. Now, Even before, free agent, but you, we go ahead and renegotiate that. Yeah. Now oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Long term. Why? Because he deserves it, man. Like it is yeah. very, like it's very, like the guys that might give you a little bit of a hard time, a tad bit of a headache. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you think it like, oh man, do I want to do three more years of this, four more years? But <laughs> Ryan Ramchek has been to me like he's he probably top three best player on the Saints team. He just plays at a position that nobody pays attention to unless you're playing God awful. The yep. reason nobody really talks about him because he has been so good. He's the number one priority. And then it's Lattimore. You know what I'm saying? Those are your two players that I feel like could be cornerstone players. And if we're talking about free agents, then I'm signing uh, Marcus Williams. I'm signing Marcus Williams over Trey Hendrickson. We talked about this off the ARP3. Yes. Yeah. I agree. We signed Williams. Consistency. Look, bump, bump all that stuff about 2017. Oh, the Minneapolis Mirror, you should have made the tackle. Get over it. It happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, but this guy has been consistent. I'll take the guy, like you said, has been constantly, uh, there has been a constant in the Saints defense that you have seen him get better and better. He had his best season statistically this season. The, the issue that plagued him over the time he's been with the Saints is tackling. He's gotten better. He's like, in some plays, you can say that he was an enforcer. That big hit on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers player. Uh, that big hit that he put on Calvin Ridley. The interception that he had on Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? In those games. You know, he could have intercepted the ball against Patrick Mahomes if he didn't mess his ankle up pretty bad. So, to me, I'm He's rolling with the guy. Yeah, He's I'm consistent. rolling consistent. Yeah, you're right. Fans remember the Minneapolis miracle. First of all, he was a rookie. Right. Second of all, the defense, Dennis Allen should have never put him in that spot anyway. There was some bad communication. They always focus. Mm -hmm. We always focus on the end result, right? Right. What about the other guys that let him be in that position? I've said for the longest time, TJ, if you had Malcolm Jenkins on that team, that play does not happen. It just does not happen. Mm Because Malcolm's not going to let the young guy be in the position to make the bad play. Right. Right. So part of that's a lack of veteran leadership on the back end of the defense that year. But Mm -hmm. he is consistent. He's improved his tackling. And I, I need a guy that's consistent. Okay. Right. I, I just need a guy consistent. And that's not a knock on Trey. Trey could be great. Okay. Right. And I know the Saints want to have Trey come back because for Sean Payton, he looks at it as a Rob Nikovich situation all over again. Right. Here's a guy that we drafted late. Here's a guy that we developed. Oh, and I'm going to be mad if I see him go somewhere like Nikovich did and he went to New England and thrived and was a cornerstone for multiple Super Bowls. So right. you don't want that to happen. I get it. I get right. it. But Marcus is the more consistent player. He is. Mm-hmm. He just is. And Lattimore, I think they need to re-up Ramchek first. Yeah. Lattimore's curious to me because you could argue that he has not played as well as he did his rookie season since. Yeah. And he's still a good corner. Don't get me wrong. He's a good corner. Is he elite shutdown corner when he's playing someone named not named Mike Evans? <laughs> I, because his best games come against Mike. Right. That's great. I need that greatness against everyone, right? right? I need that greatness against everybody. And he's inconsistent there. Since his rookie year, he's been inconsistent when it comes to playing all other players. Right. So I'd have a little bit more reservation backing up the Brinks truck, so to speak, for Lattimore. Mm-hmm. Um, if they could do it on a reasonable amount, sure. But here's the other thing. Once again, cornerbacks, they're going to get a ton of money, right? They're going to yeah. get a ton of money. So I don't. I also would like to see if they could 
what they're going to do with that secondary. If they can get Marcus Williams back, what are they going to do with C.D. Deuce? He's so versatile that you can line him up at safety in that corner. Mm-hmm. Do you renegotiate Jack Rabbit's deal to try to save some money so you mm-hmm. can re-up Lattimore? Do you try to bring in another corner? You know, a lot of people, especially down here, TJ, Patrick Peterson. Patrick mm-hmm. Peterson's oh, he's a free agent. <laughs> Finally. Woo! And they got all excited. And I was like, I was like, pump the brakes. If he takes a team-friendly deal, sure. Yeah. Because Peterson's off the last two years in Arizona, not as much as he was before. He's still a great player. Would he be a great number two for the Saints? Oh, yeah. If you could get him on the cheap, sure. But, you know, I I don't know. I I just have some reservations about Lattimore, a little bit more than you do, because I don't see the consistency, and you're not going to play Mike Evans every every week. You're not. I'd love to see that Mike Evans, him get up like he does for Mike, get in his head, just get physical, shut him down, and take pride in that. I want to see him do that against – all the other wide receivers that he faces. And he doesn't always do that. He doesn't always do that. So I was a little surprised by his performance this year, especially TJ, when he had Malcolm Jenkins behind him. I thought for sure Lattimore would have played at that consistent level he did his rookie season. He didn't do it for me. But I agree. If you can get both of them, great. And it should be a priority. But I do think the Saints probably value Ramchek a little bit more than they do Lattimore. Yeah, I, I I think what Lattimore RP3 is, you know, he, he said it himself. He said, he, you know, he just have to stay focused throughout the game. You know, sometimes, like, he can be out there for, like, three quarters, he don't see nothing. And then all of a sudden, yeah. the fourth quarter is desperation time for the opponent. Because I, I can think of that game against the Los Angeles Chargers, right? All right, in the fourth quarter, uh, you've seen a young Justin Herbert throw the ball up one-on-one. It was – Mike Williams versus uh, Marshawn Lattimore. And Mike Williams came down with the football, you know. But you can't say he made the stop in order to seal the deal for that game. I just right. think that when it when, when the, the lights are as brightest, like when it's prime time, like when you see when you see Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth in the booth, he steps hold up. On, hold on. You know? I'm going to be Al Michaels. I'm going to be Chris Collinsworth. Hold on. <laughs> Hello, TJ. <laughs> the, the little slide in no I, I agree with you he plays at a high level when it matters the most I just want some more consistency I'm greedy that way I just I am TJ I'm just greedy I need my number one corner to be a little bit more consistent yeah that's all uh, now that, that that that's all I'm saying so yeah I'll be interested to see there what they uh what they do there but man draft is gonna be here in no time yeah who do you want the Saints to take bud well well well, well, well kind of wrap it up with that who do you want the Saints to take in the draft in what position rather what position? Uh, I would want them to go linebacker. I, I did a show a couple weeks ago, uh, last week, and I said the Saints never really had a stud linebacker that they drafted. You know, most of the guys that play for the Saints, they always end up coming up via free agency. You know, they always get like guys like – Are you like, telling me, TJ, that you did not find the linebackers that Jim Hazlitt constantly drafted that couldn't tackle not to be great linebackers? I mean, look, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, uh, but – uh. <laughs> no, I hate to be the bearer. Number one job as a linebacker is the tackle. Jim Haslam's like, man, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, nah. I'm I'm talking about guys that were like cornerstone players, transcendent. Like when you think about Carolina, right? You think about Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley, two really yep. good linebackers. 
when you look at Atlanta, you think about Deion Debo Jones, right? You know, take all those interceptions that he had off Drew Brees, these pick sixes or what have you. When you look at Tampa, I mean, you think about Quan Alexander, who we had early in the season. You think about Devin White and Levante David. The Saints have yet to have a linebacker that that uh, teams have to scheme for. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about a young rookie guy. Like, they got, you, need, like guy. you need a guy. You need a guy that you can draft that can do for you what Quan did. Yep. Right, right. Because yep. Quan changed the, the dynamic of that defense, and he played right. so well with DeMario, right? Yep. And I hope they can find a way to get him on the cheap to come back because that'd be great. But I agree mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. You. You need to find someone to take Alex Anzalone's job, is what you're yeah. saying. I mean, right. and are there guys there? Yeah, I mean, that's why a lot of people were were pounding the table for Patrick Queen, right? Out right. of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Patrick went to the perfect spot. Baltimore yeah. is the perfect spot for a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I also think that the Saints needed O-line help. I knew Ruiz did not have a good season. I, I'm, yeah. I, I think for the rookies, not having a traditional rookie minicamp, Mm-hmm. Mini camp, training camp, preseason, all that was gone because of COVID. Yeah. I think that impacted those guys, especially alignment. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a different Ruiz next year. Mm-hmm. I think he took his lumps, and I think that will be a value pick down the road, even though we don't look at it right now that way, TJ. But right. I agree with you. For me, regardless of what they do with their free agents, got to get another linebacker. Demario's great. Demario is great. He's a great leader. He's a great, he's the anchor of that defense. Make no bones yeah. about it. Right. But you got to get him some help, man. You got to get him some help. Even yeah. if you can get Quan back on the chief on like a one year deal, a vet minimum, uh, you still need a young guy that he can kind of groom. Now, is Zach Bond that guy? You hear some reports that he's good. But once again, he was a rookie this year, didn't get the reps, stuck on special teams. Well, I think a lot of that, this draft class, we're going to have to figure out in the next couple of years, it's going to take a little bit longer because of COVID, because yeah. of that, all that training that they missed out on. But even with Zach Bond coming back, even if you're a, a Zach Bond believer, yeah. you still got to take someone else. And if they can get a quality linebacker, TJ, you got to pounce on that, bud. You got to pounce. I, I totally agree with you. I can't buy. I can't look. Uh, I can't buy. I can't buy the RP three. And like I said, I will go ahead and end it on this note here. I can't buy the whole Zach Bond situation because I'm gonna tell you why. All right. According to Pro Football Focus, you had three linebackers. You had Patrick Queen. You had Kenny Murray coming out of Oklahoma, and you had Zach Bond. Guess who was ranked the highest? Zach Bond was. Guess who was the least productive for their team? Zach Bond was. Look. Yep. I understand that there was no OTAs, no minicamp or what have you, but you still should have seen little nuances where you can say, okay, you know what I'm saying? I think we're going to have something. You've seen it in Adam Troutman, right? Who started off, he struggled a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But towards the end, he became a much solid blocker. He got a little bit more confidence. Yeah, he, he took yeah. his loss, took his goal. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But you've seen flashes. Even with like Cesar Ruiz, you've seen him like put, you know what I'm saying, defensive linemen on the ground every now and then to say, okay, I think we got some. Once he goes back to his primary position, which is center, I think that he'll be a pretty good player. Didn't see that with Zach Bond. Hung out on special teams a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Look, I like Craig Robinson. You know what I'm saying? He brings a lot of energy. But if you're Craig Robinson's best friend, most likely you're playing on special teams. And that's not the place you want to be. That's not but where they drafted you to go. I will, <laughs> I will say this. They drafted him late. His draft stock took a hit because of some off-the-field stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember, right? right. 
maybe being paired with Craig is exactly what he needed. Maybe mm-hmm. he wasn't mature enough to be able to accept that role. And the Saints coaching staff and the players are like, hey, young, young, you got to learn the ropes here. Then you can go out there and show out what you can do. Yeah. And, and, you know, they already had a starter in Alex Anzalone. He already had Demario Davis. Then they bring in Quan. Was Vaughn not ready? Probably so. I'm not ready to throw him throw him away yet, but I do think where he was drafted played a role in that, in that position group. And you you, you mentioned Craig, but who better to learn how to be a pro from, right? And if you have some maturity issues surrounding you coming out, being drafted, if you're a team, who are you going to pair him up with? That's, yeah. all, that's all I'm saying. Now, should he have contributed more this year? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, absolutely. Right. And you are going to be asking a lot of a second-year player if he's going to be slotted as one of those linebackers, right, yeah. next year. So he's got to he's got to work his tail off and kill it in camp because if he doesn't, back to special teams. Yeah, that's how that's going to work. I mean, and for I, me, TJ, regardless of how you feel about Zach Bond, you can't have enough good linebackers. We uh, the Saints found that out this year by right. trading for Quan. It yep. helps them. You can't have enough quality linebackers. You right. just can't. Not in this league, especially guys that can drop back in coverage like Juan can. Mm-hmm. That's the other key to this. You need a guy that's going to be coming out of college that can is good at tackling, good going sideline to sideline. But I need someone that can backpedal into coverage when needed. Yeah, you need that Devin White type, mm-hmm. maybe a little undersized but strong and can drop back in coverage. They can find that. Woo! Well, that'd be it'd be and just learn next to Demario. Oh man. Yeah, definitely need that guy. And, um, you know, I, I, I hope that this season is the year where they actually find that young stud. But RP3, thank you so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Second fun, man. Second invite <laughs> to the barbecue. Yeah, man. Absolutely, I'm, man. I'm in a club now. I'm, I, am I, I'm, in, I'm in a club. I'm in a yeah, club now. Definitely in a club, man. We, we really do appreciate it. Uh, I see members of the chat here. I mean, they're excited about this. They're enjoying the commentary. Uh, but let everybody know how they can get in touch with you, man. I mean, you can check us out at uh, on the free 1037 Game mobile app. I'm on every morning, 6 to 9, but we archive our shows. We share them on social media. I share them on my Twitter profile, RP3 underscore sports. You check it out. I'm always sharing things. When TJ comes on like he did during the season, we had him on all the time. We share that stuff, so you can just follow me there. Check it out. Also have the Rap Game podcast, which I'll have to have you on. TJ mm-hmm. will talk about that off air. We'll yeah. get that. We'll get that situated. But yeah, man. We look. My thing is, and I say this all the time. Uh, you know, a lot of people take sports seriously. I get it. I do. Passionate about it as well. Right. But man, if this last year has taught us anything, TJ, it's you got to have fun, man. Yeah, like you, yeah, you just yeah. you got to have fun. Mm-hmm. It, it, life has been hard, right? Life yeah. has been. It, People, family members have been sick. Uh, people have lost people. We've dealt with the pandemic. We've dealt with everything that's come with that. We've dealt with uh, economy issues and everything like that. So you can't be so gloom and doom and dire all the time. You just got to have fun. That's what we try to do. That's what I try to do mm-hmm. on the radio and on the podcast. And when I'm, I'm hanging out with you, man, here at the barbecue, that's what I'm going to bring to the table. But I'm not yeah. going to bring a side dish. I'm going to bring... <laughs> Some uh, I'm gonna try to bring some humor to it, man. But I appreciate you having me on, brother. You keep up the great work, man. You're killing it. Yeah, man. Typical guy that comes to the barbecue comes in with absolutely nothing and leaves with everything. <laughs> I brought the diet Shasta. 
<laughs> what up? They didn't even bring check from Win Dixie. God, dog, man. At least bring the check drink. Oh, man. the check. Got to bring the check. The Doctor Thunder. We'll bring it up. Yeah, bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Now I won't have an ice chest. I'll have to have you use your ice chest, and I won't have any ice. But I'll bring the Doctor Thunder and the check. Just throw it in a cooler, man. RP3, thank, thank you so much, man. Thanks, All brother. Pre- All right, man. We'll, we'll speak later. All right, you take care. You too, bud. All right. Yeah. <laughs> man, shout out to RP3, man. Like, always fun every time he shows up. Yeah, man, that was good stuff right there, man. So what y'all thought about the interview? Please comment down below and um, sh- and sh- like and share. But, um, man, I want to address something that happened in, in the middle of the 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 interview and normally i don't do no stuff like this but as y'all can see it really did kind of tick me off there's some guy that just came on the chat while i was doing the interview rp3 and was talking about in quotes that i'm quote sucking up to massa which i don't even understand what that means apparently i guess he doesn't like the the type of guests that i'm that i'm bringing in you know first and foremost I don't understand why anybody would try to direct that type of energy out there into the atmosphere. I really have absolutely no idea. But let me tell you something, dude. When you actually can start off a podcast with nothing but passion and determination, and it turns into a podcast that people all can enjoy, I ain't sell out and didn't sell out for absolutely nobody. I can have an appreciation for that. Now, what you're seeing from the State of the Saints podcast is called growth. You know what I'm saying? That we can actually have individuals that are close to the team, that interact with NFL players, that can actually come on the show and have the time and take the time out to give us a little bit of clarity about what's going on in the locker room from their perspective. Now, I apologize if you don't like the lineup that we actually have here, but if you don't like the lineup and you don't like the way that we do things here on the State of the Saints podcast, please don't watch the show. I never sit up here and tell people, please, pretty please watch the State of the Saints podcast because that's not my style. You know, like it's sad that you have people out here that are so angry, that are so hurt, that are so bitter, that are so envious of certain things that they actually see that they rather turn around and try to put that negative energy into the atmosphere. So sincerely, man, I don't know how long you've been watching the podcast, but if you can no longer watch my podcast anymore, I would appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think we need that type of energy here. You know what I'm saying? Like I have worked really, really hard. You know what I'm saying? To give good content and bring good quality people onto this show and to develop a level of respect where people can have a comfortable space that they feel like they can come here and share their information with the fans. So if you don't like the commentary, if you don't like the people that I interview, if you don't like them, you know what I'm saying, just for the simple fact of the color of their skin, then, excuse my French, kiss my ass and don't watch the show no more. Straight up. Like, that, that's just the way I feel. So that, that's, that's, coming from, that's coming from me. Do not watch the show anymore. Find somebody else that you can actually watch, that you can enjoy, and you don't have to see growth or development or anything like that come from them. But... Here on the State of Saints podcast, we're all about progression and we're all about growing and we're all about interacting with one another. And I don't need that energy on my show. So please make this your final time watching my show. Sorry. 
I don't need that negative energy. Uh, that's why I block trolls for good reason. Come on, man. TJ self-made. Uh, TJ, God sees your work because I appreciate you explaining, but you don't have to. Yeah, but, it, you know, that, that kind of stuff bothers me, man. Like, normally I don't really let stuff bother me. I, I really don't let it bother me. But there are individuals that, that stop at nothing to try to, you know, like rather it be inboxes or creating different profiles, all that kind of stuff just to tell me these certain things. That is where I draw the line. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing disingenuous about me at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's when that's when I got a problem. When you're questioning my credibility or my love or the fact that you're, you're insinuating that I'm, quote, unquote, selling out or any way like that, I got a problem with it. Because, honestly, man, you don't know the hours that I put in. You don't know the, the, you know, the things that I do to try to make sure that I give the best show possible. This show is passion driven. It's not money driven. It is not clickbait driven. It is all about passion. And I, I just didn't like that, man. I just don't. Normally, I just let things kind of roll off, but I can't with that. That was just downright, like, that was just ugly, man. And, you know, I'm always wondering, like, when people do stuff like that, I just wonder, like, what is going on in your life that you would take time out to try to bring negative energy on somebody else's life? I, I just don't understand it. That was just that was just ridiculous. TJ, your thoughts on the Sonic Boom game? Uh, Jackson State University, man, I'm proud of them. 53 to nothing. Uh, you know, they dominated the game. Uh, it was a little sloppy, you know, like even though they scored 53 points, they, they put about, I think, three balls on the ground. You got to you got to work on ball security there. But nevertheless, man, they, they did a good job giving Deion Sanders his first win as a head coach. And they look good doing it. So looking forward to seeing what they can do for the rest of the season. Uh, it's unfortunate that Alcorn uh, is not going to be playing this season. They're concerned about COVID-19. Uh, I don't really think that's the case. I think they're just afraid that they've seen all the things Jackson State are doing, so they want to take a year to try to re-up so they can uh, try to, you know, be able to compete with them. But nevertheless, still a good season, and I'm interested to see how the season is going to turn out for the Tigers. We got your back, TJ. We family. Uh, we that. Who that family? I, pre I appreciate that, man. Do you think Chris Richard will make Lattimore a beast? Uh, I think Lattimore is a beast already. If you're asking, do I think that Marshawn Lattimore can get better and, and, and you know, and Chris Richard will challenge him more? Absolutely. Uh, I do feel like he needs to be challenged a little bit more. Uh, it's interested to see how a different coaching style is he is going to adapt to. Chris Richard is a really good coach. TJ, you human, bro. We get it. You better than me because I've seen you be really patient with these trolls. I would have been kicked in flex on. Well, look, I'm not look, flexing is not really my expertise, man, because I, I look as much success as the state of Saints podcast has had, has had over the last uh, year and a half. I'm still not satisfied. Like I, I still haven't grasped the concept of, uh, you know, what I'm saying like the show is really taking off because I'm always looking at what I can do better. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm not really here to flex. My my the my my issue is to attack with the with the credibility thing. You know what I'm saying? Like like I'm disingenuous or I, I'm kissing up in order for me to get like nah, that's that's not my thing. You know what I'm saying? There have been people that 
I could have invited here on the State of Saints podcast, but they wanted me to give them money to show up. Guess what I have not done? I haven't given out a dime. You know what I'm saying? I haven't given out a dime to anybody that wants to be, you know, asked to be a guest on this show. And it's one, because those people were nice enough to be on the show. And two, you know what I'm saying? I just, I feel like if a person really wants to be on, you know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're going to be on here. So everything that, that has been done for the State of Saints podcast has been through hard work and dedication. Like, if you don't believe me, man, like I've been doing this show since October 2018. October 2018. Like I started off, like I said, man, mostly with like four or five people watching this show. Now we average probably like around 1,500 to 2,000 an episode. So that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm happy because of that. I'm happy that I see the same people coming up in here and they have themselves a safe space where they can actually talk about the Saints and people know each other on a, you know what I'm saying, know each other through this show. I see people giving each other shout outs. Like we built this community and we built this community of blood, sweat and tears. And when you have people that probably just start watching the show a month ago, two months ago, and they have nothing better to do but to try to, I don't know if they think it's going to destroy my confidence or lower my self-esteem. But it's not going to help because I'm loving what I'm doing. And I just take that very, very personal. So I'm not here to flex on anybody because I still have room to grow. I'm still not where I want to be, you know. But for somebody to think that what I do here on this show is coming from a place of, uh, you know, a disingenuous place, you know, I would have to say I'm, I'm very, you know, that, that ticks me off. I'm not going to lie about that. I tried to catch every episode and I've only been watching for two weeks. You are you at the top of all commentary, even the Cajun Cannon. Man, Craig, I appreciate that. And like I said, it all comes from the great people that helped this show and made it what it is. You know, I mean, people like Jerry Poor Jr., uh, you know what I'm saying? People like Chemo, people like Chosen, uh, people like Bobby Cross, uh, people like Casey, uh, you know what I'm saying? Damien, Brian, uh, you know what I'm saying? Dank coming in, you know what I'm saying? Like my mom, who always constantly like. I take a lot of pride that the fact that I I got my mom more and more interested in, in watching, you know what I'm saying, Saints football and interested in Saints commentary. So it, it happened because of great people like this and Tyra, you know what I'm saying, and, and Chanel, all these different people, you know what I'm saying, that, that, that I constantly see that come here and I, I appreciate them, you know what I'm saying, and they make this show what it is. So, I mean, this this is a great show. This is a – this is – this is an interactive show. And, and, and like I said, I, I made this show for individuals that I feel like don't have a voice because most of the time when they call radio stations, it's always about the host. The host is the one that controls everything. He can control the levels going up and down. What I mean by levels is the soundboard. He can make the levels, uh, you know, where he's the most dominant voice. If, if, a, if a person is making perfect sense, He's turning the pots down where, you know what I'm saying, he can sound the loudest so his, his point can make more sense. And I looked at that, and they're cutting people off, and they're not giving people the respect that they deserve. That's why I made this show for, for the person to have a voice and a person to have a moment when these people want a moment, when they probably have better things to say than even me myself and give me something to think about. That is what I feel like is missing in broadcasting, and that's what I wanted to bring here to the show. And through that, we made a very successful podcast focusing on our favorite team, 
the New Orleans Saints. Uh, TJ, you always keep it real. I love when you get on them in my group. <laughs> NFC Elite South. Hey, man, I got to bring the heat. Sometimes, Randy, uh, especially like with some of these fans that, that be coming out of the trees, it's, it's certain people that you see all the time and that you, okay, if their team win, you're like, okay, you know what I'm saying? They deserve this moment. But then you have other people out there who just grandstanding and hot dogging, and I, I got to get on them folks. Ghostface Grilla, another person that's really optimistic and also a guy that, that really supports the show too. Ghostface Grilla said this show rules and everything about it. And not not even uh, the, not even the fact that he's saying that. I mean, Ghostface is always here. Ghostface always support. Ghostface always is positive, man, and, and I appreciate that. Uh, this show has been built on our love for the Saints and our respect for each other. Uh, that's coming from my mom. Yeah, that's true, man. That's true, mom. You know, man, look, y'all, man, I mean, look, my mama tell you, she know how hard I work. You know, I work overnight, man. I'm serious. I work overnight. I work eight hours overnight. As soon as I get home, I'll take a shower and come right back down here to give you all, you know what I'm saying, the show. I, I try to not give in. You know, I try to give my all. And if I know that I'm not going to give my all, I'm not going to give you a show. If I feel like I'm not going to give you my energy, I'm not going to give you a show. Uh, you know, you you all deserve a good quality show. So there's nothing about this that you know that I, I you know I feel like it's disingenuous. Actually, in the gym now, listening to you, dog. Thanks for the shout out, homie. Uh, you got me with a cool Kool Aid smile, man. Damon, you always support, man. Like. And I appreciate that. Like even on the wrestling podcast, you're always showing up. And I also put a new episode out for all my wrestling fans out there. I put a new episode out about Stone Cold Steve Austin that's available right now. And also talked a little bit about the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view that took place on last night. So that's for all my wrestling fans out there. Uh, TJ knows wrestling podcast available right now. Uh, TJ, you know your stuff. Don't worry about the trolls that can't even tell the difference between a cornerback and a quarterback. <laughs> uh I appreciate that, Kirkland. You know, like I said, I don't usually let the, the trolls really get to me that much. But it's it's certain things that, that people say that really they do get under my skin. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm I'm human at the end of the day. You know, but the thing that really bothers me is when people think that I'm being disingenuous. And that's that that I can't stand. I seen that on the news that's sad and crazy. Uh, ATJ, we got we gotta keep Lattimore. Lattimore ain't going nowhere. Uh, what's going on, TJ? LMAO. What's going on, man? TJ, I love the way you listen and voice your opinion and you respect others' opinion. You bring a lot of positivity to your show. Keep up the good work. Keita, I appreciate that. You know, because this show is, is, is built because of you all. You know, I, I often say, you know, people, people ask me, man, how can you do a show by yourself? You know, and, and usually shows by themselves you know, people, you know, be a tad bit uh, on the boring side. I'm like, well, I'm not here by myself. You know, I got hundreds of co-hosts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, like you all drive the show. Like if, if you notice, I probably spend, depends on the situation. I probably spend about 10 minutes with opening dialogue. And then after that, I'm, I'm answering questions, uh, reading comments. So it, it's, it, it's a, a show where, you know, I am the host of the show. But I got a lot of co-hosts too. And that's what makes this show what it is. 
you know, because I can really say it's, it's the voice of the people. Because <laughs> if the show, it, it, like, honestly, if you're talking about 20, 30 minutes into the show and I'm reading comments, you're actually driving the show. Like, if if a comment is had about Lattimore, about Drew Brees, about your perspective about the Saints, it's driving the show, right? So I, I don't look at it like I'm, you know, I look at I got a hundreds of co-hosts. 10 hours overnight here, TJ. That's why I missed the rest of the episode, but going to watch it after this. I appreciate that, man. Look, I got home. I recorded that wrestling uh, podcast. I had to go to sleep myself. And then I woke up, you know, in time to do the interview RP3. So good stuff right there, man. Shouts out to RP3. Uh, what's the link for the wrestling channel? Uh just, just search uh, on YouTube, T-J-A-Y Knows Wrestling Podcast. Uh, they should have a picture of the most recent one is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, I'll make sure that I send a link. Uh, let's see if I can send a link just for just a quick second here. Let me try to see if I can actually uh, send it to you. I'm actually online right now. So let me go ahead and send you that, send you that link here. I'm going to go ahead and send a link to it and put it down there. And just in case anybody uh, that's interested, okay, he said he found me. But just for those that probably interested in that, probably want to uh, subscribe, please do. Uh, just put the link down there. I'm going to read a few more, then we're going to get up out of here, man. Uh, TJ, where do you see the Saints drafting number 28? My guess is defensive tackle. Maybe they believe Rankins could walk through the free agency thoughts. Bobby, uh, I don't think they're going to go with D-tackle uh, because, I mean, even if Rankins leave, you still have Shy Tuttle. You still have uh, Davion Yamada. And you probably can do something with Malcolm Brown. Depends, right? I mean, maybe it'd be kind of tough with Malcolm Brown because at this particular time, to me, Malcolm Brown isn't really searching for Super Bowl rings. He has two already, so he can actually go to the highest bidder. So that might be a little bit tough. But I don't think that you need to get an interior lineman. The Saints need a linebacker uh, to me, and they, or they need a cornerback. Those are the guys because you need somebody that can be, you know, you know, be opposite of Demario Davis, and, and you also need somebody that you can fit into that cornerback role that can, you know, alternate with Janoris Jenkins. I mean, he's getting up there with age. Or if you can't get – uh Janoris Jenkins back because he doesn't want to renegotiate then you'll have yourself a young corner uh the Miz won last night ASP Roman Reigns ATJ I got your back thanks for the positive energy thank I enjoy your show I'll be waiting every day to see your show I, I appreciate that RJ man I, I appreciate that thank you so much uh trolls pop up and they get blocked on the spot <laughs> there is literally nothing I can change about this show nothing I appreciate that uh, it's always going to be haters. That means that you're doing something right. Who that nation is a family. We love, I mean, we real, we love our team. This show so bumps the rest of the outsiders. Don't need them. Don't want them. Go Saints. Well, look, I mean, look, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the fact that you have so many other Saints podcasts out there. And I want everybody to thrive and be successful and, and, and go forward. You know, I don't have a problem with that. You know, I, I want everybody to grow. But I do I do feel like this is a really good show where people if I think this is for the everyday Saints fan. And also this is for the the this is the show where you don't even have to be a Saints fan and you can watch, you know, and you can just 
listen and hear some commentary about football. I mean, you have people that are part of State of Saints podcast that aren't even Saints fans. Like, how many Bucks fans show up? How many? Like, we had a Seattle Seahawks fan show up, Philadelphia Eagle fans, Detroit Lions. Like, all of them, you know, say, "Man, I'm gonna subscribe to the show because I enjoy listening to you." That you know, what I'm saying, like, that, that's great stuff right there. Normally, you have nothing but a bunch of people who who just follow the team that they actually love and and grew up um, appreciating. But when you have outside people still joining the show and being a part of the show, I mean, it, it, it means a lot. Eugene says, TJ, I've been listening for a few months now, and all I'll say is one who works as uh, needs not even say it. It comes through in their energy and passion. You are the man, the people's voice, enough said. Eugene, I appreciate that that kind, those kind words. Donald said, hey, TJ, you was at Carver when Terrell Franklin was there. Yeah, man, yeah, I remember Terrell Franklin uh unfortunately uh terrell uh got shot didn't he you know terrell got shot um a couple of years back i think i want to say during hurricane katrina right if, if i'm because terrell was our quarterback you know if i'm not if i'm not mistaken terrell was our quarterback man so um yeah man i heard that he, he ended up getting shot like during hurricane katrina yeah I, I mean terrell was a good guy man good good positive dude you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but I, I definitely, you know what I'm saying? I definitely remember Terrell. You know what I'm saying? I remember Terrell. Good quarterback, man. Good dual threat quarterback, man. Um, Would have had a state championship with him if, uh, you know, old pair Walker, like some suckers, uh, told, like, we were supposed to go to the uh, championship, right? We end up beating old pair Walker, who was like the favorite to go to the championship. We end up beating them, and them being petty, they're going to go to the state board and say that we had an illegal player on our team that was 19, a guy. I, I don't want to say his name. But um, he was 19. Guy didn't even play, first off. He was just on a bench. And I I want to say he may have came in because somebody ended up getting hurt, and they need a, we needed a field goal. And I don't know, man. They end up uh, suspending us, replacing O'Pere Walker with us, and huh, and true karma, they end up getting beat the following week. So there you go. Yeah, but rest in peace, Terrell Franklin, man. Good guy, you know, from you know, everything I knew about him. Unfortunately, you know, he lost his life, you know, getting you know, shot and killed. But he was a good quarterback, man. He was a good quarterback when I was uh when I was there, no doubt about it. Boy had boy had an arm and uh extremely elusive. You know, remind me of a, a young Lamar Jackson. Joseph says, small-minded people are going to hate do your thing, TJ. Yeah, I mean, they are, but I just wonder why sometimes. Like, why do people try to bring down people's positive energy? Like, find find you something to do. Find you something that makes you happy. Then you won't have time to do it. That school doesn't even exist anymore now. Uh, talking about O'Pair Walker. And didn't they, didn't they combine with car or something like that? Uh, them Walker and Carver games was some real football back then. Yeah, man, and some real fights too. Uh, <laughs> uh, I remember, like, you know, they'll meet on Canal Street and fight. Like, I wasn't a part of that, man. It, it didn't get that serious for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, Carver, Carver and Walker meeting on, you know what I'm saying, meeting on Canal Street to fight because that was the midway point. They had to come across the water on the ferry, and we had to catch the Franklin bus, you know what I'm saying, all the way – 
you know what I'm saying, all the way down, you know what I'm saying, in order for us to go out there and like, nah, bro, that's just too much energy right there. The Louisa bus, you know what I'm saying, like used to catch, go out there on the Canal Street. Mm-mm. Nah, bro, that's just too much going on right there. Yeah. Landry Walker, okay. Landry Walker, yeah. Thank you, E. Yeah, Landry Walker. Crab barrel mentality for too many of our own people. Chin up, eyes open, TJ. Yeah, I mean, look, they ain't going to stop me from doing what I'm doing. I'm happy at what I'm doing. But I'm going to read one more Saints question. Let me see if we got a Saints question. I want this just to be about, you know, trolls and all that kind of stuff. Let me see. Last thing I'm going to just say, you know, it's simple. Uh, People got mad at me. You know, because I brought this up about this whole Drew Brees situation. First off, you had the article that came out, you know, that was from last year. It made its rounds again. And everybody just assumed that Drew Brees was going to come back for another season. It went viral. People lost their mind. The article is from last year. People found out. Look, man, we got to be careful. Look, I understand that we live in this world where everybody wants to be the guy that brings the news, right? We want to be the person that is, you know, the one that brings the breaking news. We want to be the person that be that is first. But it, it's good if you can be first, but it's good to get it right too. You know, you want to be able to get these stories right. You want to be able to, you know, make sure that you're dotting eyes and crossing the T's and not just being first. A lot of people, we, we just fall so, so in love with the follows and the likes and, and the retweets and and sometimes i think we put our worth in these things like oh you know what i'm saying i got a hundred likes on this or you know what i'm saying i got a hundred retweets that stuff don't matter man like it's about getting it right and the whole drew Brees situation it was just it was just a bad look man and it also just shows like how people don't even take the time to read certain articles you know what i'm saying like it was as clear as day that the article was from last year. And yet everybody, you know what I'm saying, was still up there, still running with it. It just shows us that we have a lot, we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do. Hey, TJ, this is off topic, but you said you live in Conway, South Carolina. I'm one and a half hours from you. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I live in Myrtle Beach, which it depends. You know what I'm saying? I live at the midway point, right? Uh. It's between Myrtle Beach and Conway, right? There, there are certain things that they share, right? Like so, <laughs> like my address is Myrtle Beach, but I have to call Conway like for trash pickup and stuff like that. Like the trash, the trash company is out of Conway, or you can. I actually have two zip codes. Like I got a zip code for Conway, and I got a zip code for Myrtle Beach. So I, I live on like that line. But, you know, it's considered Myrtle Beach, but I, I definitely don't stay far from Conway at all. I mean, it's literally like maybe if I walk down the street, I'm considered being in Conway, to be to be honest with you. But enjoy staying here, man. Uh, me and my wife is probably about a month and some change, uh, you know, in, in our new home, you know, with our son Paxton. And we're enjoying it, man. We're, we're, we're uh, slowly uh, building a house and, you know what I'm saying, the way that we want it to be. Uh, I really have very little say so in the matter <laughs> I, I have this nice little chair and this desk and i got a nice little television uh <laughs> in here but, but everything else i have no say so i got no say so with the couch i had no say so with the 
with the living room furniture. Uh, <laughs> you know, my wife is that uh, she she didn't took on that role, but nevertheless, um, you know we're enjoying it, man. I love I love staying out here, no doubt about it. But this has been the State of the Saints podcast once again. Want to thank RP3 Richard Parts the Third, Raymond Parts the Third, excuse me, Raymond Parts the Third for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Y'all can check them out on RP3 and Company every single morning, Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 on 103.7 The Game. Uh, check them out, man. The app is available, 103.7 The Game. Uh, as y'all can see, man, very, very talented dude, man. Always brings the energy everywhere he goes and uh, just a fun guy to be around. So check them out. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're definitely going to get him back on the show. I'm looking forward to doing more commentary about the New Orleans Saints during this offseason. So check it out. You don't want to miss it. And also, I want you all to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast, facebook.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast. To all of my wrestling fans out there, make sure that you check out TJ Knows Wrestling Podcast that's available on YouTube as well. I put the link in, inside of the uh, the outside of the comments so you can just click on that uh, for all the wrestling fans out there and uh, also this show is brought to you by manscape uh, manscape is the official sponsor of the state of the saints podcast and, and look who that nation looks um i'm really uh i really want you all to check out manscape.com uh it's to help the state of the saints podcast uh they, they have items big or small you know the only thing that I ask you to do if you select the item is to use the promo code State of the Saints. Now, don't just buy the stuff to be like, okay, I just want to support TJ. Like, really use the products. I had opportunity to use the products over the weekend. And I got to say, man, I'm, I'm very satisfied. Uh, my mom actually ordered something for my stepfather. Uh, she was talking about how excited she, uh, he was about it. He likes the, like the way, uh, you know, I think she ended up buying him some razors. Uh, it was she thought he thought that was a uh, really really good so man check out the items man and, and like i said it don't you don't have to buy anything like you know that the hundred dollars you know what i'm saying you can purchase something that's small but as long as you use the promo code state of the saints uh you'll get 20 percent off tell me what you think uh, i would really appreciate it it's to help the state of the saints podcast so uh check it out manscape.com all right, so thank you all so much. You enjoy the rest of your day, morning, or night, whenever you're watching this podcast. And like always, all I got to say is, who that?